Hi there, my name's Sophie Waring and this is my podcast, Oversharing Waring, where I chat honestly and openly about what it is to live with anxiety and how it's affected me throughout my life. And I'll also throw in some stories that will hopefully make you laugh along the way. I just wanted to start by saying thank you so much to all of you that reached out after my teaser that I put out a few days ago. Honestly, I have to say it was like giving birth, trying to get that out. I was like, this is good, I've got to get this bloody teaser out. It was just painful. I didn't realise, but I'm really glad that you're all already looking forward to this episode. So I hope it doesn't disappoint. I think the best place uh, to start is really at the beginning um, of when I was a child and um, kind of explain how I started to experience anxiety and and how it affected me. Um, It was definitely a gradual thing, uh, kind of drip 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 of feeling uneasy and slightly fearful I I can't understand where it came from but it was just settled over me it was like a blanket and because I was only about eight I couldn't understand what these feelings were and they really did start to permeate my life on a kind of visceral level I kind of would find myself swallowing a lot I just couldn't stop swallowing and and I kind of had this sort of it was almost like I was trying to push down these feelings and I just kept swallowing and it kind of almost became a bit like a tick I think and I'd have sort of things that I had to have in place like I'd line up all my teddies a certain way before I went to bed every night and I sort of had these sort of ways of coping. I remember I'd always go to the supermarket with my mum and she'd be like milling about and I'd be like looking at the packets and reading the ingredients and like, I I don't know why. I I just had this sort of feeling that I had to just kind of like cement myself in that moment. It was really strange. And what I feel cross about is I kind of let that anxiety in. it, It bedded in. And I didn't try and kind of tower over it or make it feel small. I, I accepted it. And and it's such a weird feeling when you, you're one day you're fine and then the next all these feelings flood in. And I have to say at this point it was low level and it didn't take over my life. But I it, again, it was always there and it was quiet, but it was stealthy and it, and it kept nudging. And... I I never thought to tell my parents or my brother or my friends. I just thought I, I've just got to accommodate this. And so as awful as it was, I just sort of like internalised these feelings of uneasiness and anxiety and this sort of fear that almost something bad was going to happen. And I didn't know what and I couldn't explain it. I I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to articulate it but it would kind of sort of ebb and flow and actually one of the big triggers for me was films and I remember sitting with my parents and watching uh Clash of the Titans 
sort of good old 80s classic or whatever <laughs> age it was and just feeling really bloody terrified and I didn't think to get up or leave the room I just sat through it with this sort of mounting anxiety and I didn't know why and actually even now today there will be certain things that I'll read or watch and it really is a trigger um like I remember jumping forward here that years ago when the children were little watching Iron Man with my husband and then I was just like just physically just almost pinned to the sofa and then I had to do something mundane like charge my phone and I couldn't even do that I was just it was so weird and I I don't know why that happened um but I think with anxiety there is definitely this feeling that that it's it can almost isolate you so in a weird way today with what's going on with the coronavirus is kind of people that are anxious are primed for this impending disaster you you kind of know you're already your senses are heightened you're feeling frightened anyway so with something like this that's happened a global pandemic you're almost like okay I'm kind of I'm familiar with this I've sat with this before this feeling of having no control feeling frightened and not knowing how to to cope so I'm just gonna accommodate the best way I can and that's what anxiety can do to you and it certainly has to me is I my life even from when I was about eight would start to shrink so I'd be like right I can't watch those films I can't go out to this place because it makes me feel like that and it it does it you it starts to shave off little bits of your life and you kind of just let it i just let it and i i don't know why and in a funny way as i became a bit older and went to high school i was just like the most bloody awkward teenager but in my head but in the classroom, I was just like this clown. I was like, it's showtime. And I'd always be like, hey, guys, listen to this or do something silly or an impression. And, you know, I hope people were laughing with me, not at me. But I was always a, quite highly strong, a bit manic. And I think it's because I had all these feelings in me that I didn't know how to process and cope. So I'd just be this ridiculous, like, I'm here to look at me. You know, my parents' friends were always like, oh, God, she should be on the stage. She's just, look at her, she's hysterical. And I'd be like, I am hysterical, but in a bloody different way to what you think I am. And it was just so weird. And I had, like, NHS glasses, and I'd recently got a brace. And me being me, I was just like, you know, sod the rules. I'll eat what I want with this brace. And so... um I ordered this flapjack in the canteen and I started like munching on it and then the next thing I felt this intense like pain and something ping in the brace and uh, I had to kind of go home later that day very sheepishly and say I think I've done something to my brace and my dad made an appointment at the orthodontist like an emergency appointment and uh, after the examination I'd only gone and swallowed so a bit of my brace and my dad who god love him is quite dramatic i don't know where i get it from uh he was like right 
I'm taking you to hospital. And funnily enough, when things like that happen, like emergencies, I was actually, I'm quite calm. And I kind of like, right, okay, I'm going with it. Because it's it's like an, a, not an everyday thing, because nobody is everyday eating their bloody brace after a flapjack. But it it was just this kind of like, this is a normal crisis. This is something I can manage. And even though my dad was slightly freaking out and I had to go to hospital and have go through the embarrassment of having an x-ray, um, which came back clear and they my dad was actually then really cross with me for like not obeying the rules but it was just this kind of I was quite okay with that situation and if things like that arose and you know like everybody's family things weren't always ideal and there were times when things were very fraught and and I definitely internalized that and then my kind of gut instinct was to to internalize just process it and then I'd I'd kind of sit in my bedroom just feeling this terrible sort of like pain of upset and feeling isolated you know I wasn't very popular at high school I didn't really fit in I, I was a bit too crazy I guess and and I never knew how to behave around people really so I think that made it even worse and and then I just sort of get really really worried all the time about anything in the news and don't laugh but I got really worried about getting mad cow disease (laughs) I honestly I would lie awake thinking I'm gonna get it I'm gonna get it I'm gonna die and that was a fear that I had this extreme fear of dying and no real reason to think that to be honest at that point but anything in the news or anything would sort of trigger me and I'd go kind of like descend into this kind of fear hole where I'd be like oh my god you know I'm gonna get this I'm I'm gonna die and again never thought to say to my parents oh you know I'm, I'm worrying about this and so that's how I kind of carried on and I think having done research since I was an adult with coping with anxiety or the feelings that can come with it is that it it layers up so you can be one day you know have had an argument with your brother or felt inadequate at school and then you've got these underlying feelings of inadequacy and fear and then other things mounting and I'm ugly or I'm never going to be popular and what if this happens and scenarios and they sort of build up they sort of built up for me and what can happen is that you kind of reach a level where if you imagine like a petrol gauge and your tank is full and it's just being depleted and depleted and depleted and with each emotion and then suddenly you're you're running on empty and it's very hard to come back from that. And that's when the panic attacks kind of started for me when I was around 14. And I did not know what was happening. I would be completely paralysed by them. And it was so difficult to 
kind of comprehend what was happening. And they were normally in my room and I would... Then I think that's another thing. The safety element comes in where you just don't feel safe. And so you sort of like are trying to build a normal life and act normal. But inside you're like, I don't feel safe. And that's that's a distrust in yourself with your feelings that you're, you're sitting with yourself, but it's so bloody uncomfortable. And I think the takeaway from this that I want to convey is that we really need to talk. And like I mentioned in the teaser, there is a stigma, I think, for people where if you kind of reach out, will you be judged? What will people think of you if you say, oh my God, I'm feeling all these feelings? What will happen? And I think that's another thing when you're anxious is you catastrophize. And I've done that my whole life. I've tried to really not do it around um, my children because it's obviously incredibly unhealthy but now they're a lot older they'll be like yeah mum she's got like zero chill and I'll be like thanks darling but I really don't and I have got better and I think one of the only good things about being in your 40s is you do start to care less or, or you can let certain things go but I'd love to hear what you guys think when you have struggled, how you've found a way of coping. You message me on here on Podbean. I'd love to know. And I'm also hoping to have people on. If anyone wants to come on the podcast and chat about their experiences of anxiety, I'd absolutely love it. It would be so great. Lots of love to you and let's chat again soon. Mm-hmm.